the spirit of a road trip is strikingly similar to musical improvisation. As the music meanders, you can tune into yourself and allow thoughts to percolate. But before you know it, the tempo changes lanes and turns down a new rhythmic route. When we drive away from mundane, we stay alert and appreciative. We give a band the license to repetitively ramble and wordlessly wander. And even though the band can be errant and sound seemingly lost, we know that they're following a music map to eventual jubilation, proving that curiosity is a necessary component to having an unforgettable journey. For Kyle Lamont, a road-tripping music journalist, visiting music venues is a vehicle to exploration, and this podcast is your audio atlas, filled with music maps, conversations, and discoveries. Concert culture is travel-centric, and every venue has a voice. So let us go and listen. ConcertCast, the podcast, is brought to you by Maven. High-class leather and motorcycle seats from the woods of Down East, Maine. Handcrafted and shipped worldwide. Mavenseats.com for custom creations. Fish has a gazillion live recordings. That's no exaggeration. And because no two songs are ever played the same, talking with Fish fans about a show can feel like you're inside a physics equation. The names of songs, lyrics, places, years, drugs, trips, stories, the passion is palpable. And it's almost like listening to a new language. And finding the right set to jam out to while driving up the coast can also feel overwhelming. So much to choose from. But I take stock of my mood, and because I'm feeling rather giddy, I cue up Choctaw's torture and let it ride. I'm Kyle Lamont, and we're heading to Belfast, Maine, to meet up with John Fishman, the drummer of Fish. Come stumble my birth, I'm just with the family bazooka. Leaving Portland is way easier than finding the right song to jam out to. Just look for Route 1 North. It pains me not to stop in Brunswick, Bath, or Rockland. These cute coastal towns, plus so many more along Route 1, have incredible music venues. But don't worry, we'll be back. Listening to Fish inspires me to splinter off and take a side road. I turn onto Route 90 and drive towards Warren. You'll never believe all the rolling hills back here. I pull over for some coffee and fried French toast at St. George River Cafe. I bet you were expecting a lobster roll. Well, I'm saving up for that main meal when we get to Mount Desert Island. Afterwards, I mosey along the river and then jump back on the road. I cruise past what I think is a Christmas tree farm, but turns out is a field of marijuana, acres as far as the eye can see. I think it's safe to say that the marijuana industry has planted roots here, and it's silently sprouting. When I arrive in Belfast, I beeline it right to Marshall Wharf, and I suggest you do the same. Grab a dozen oysters at Three Tides and savor them by the bustling harbor. At this restaurant, you can expect roaring fires, live music, craft beer, and awesome conversations with locals. It's a great place to beam down from your trip and gear up for the weekend. I meet up with my friend Eric Klossmeyer, who I've known since high school. He's the general manager at WBFY 100.9, where Fishman has a weekly radio show. We slurp down oysters from the Pemaquad River and then carpool to the station. The pace of my harpy is playing at a double kick speed. That's because I really admire this band's creativity and dedication to always one-upping themselves. And for surprising fans with new takes on classic songs every single performance which only perpetuates the cyclical nature of the touring and tenting lifestyle. 
We enter the brick building, which was once an old grammar school, and head towards the back where the studio is. The on-air sign is red and glowing. We open the door and step inside. Which was a departure from previous albums, but you can still hear Sunshine in Their Eyes, that big Motown production, the strings, somebody else was playing drums, you know, and it was kind of like, so this album's sort of a mix of both things. All right, now I really am gonna shut up and we're gonna get back to the studio music here. I gotta come home. Now, I would do this all night, I would. Maybe one of these nights I will, but not tonight. Thank you for listening. This is Jonathan Fishman signing off. You were listening to The Errant Path on WBFY 100.9 FM, Belfast's finest community radio. Thank you for listening. See you in a couple weeks. He routinely pulls down the fader, and I internally move past the fact that I'm podcasting in a radio station, which is definitely meta. We settle into our frayed seats, position our mics. I triple check that I've pushed record and then ask an obvious question. You probably would, too. How come you like doing this radio show? Well, I love music, obviously. I'm lucky enough to have gotten in, make a living at it. Um, so, you know, all that is amazing. I was one of those kids, like, when, you know, there's a lot of them out there that where, you know, I'd find an album I liked, and I would follow all the individual musicians. Like, well, where did that guy go, and where did that guy go, or where, that, where else did that woman sing, or what, you know... And, and I'd, I'd sort of trace the musicians. And the particular show I like to do, The Errant Path, is a little meandering that way. If I wasn't focusing on Stevie Wonder tonight, let's say, it's, it's a lore a lot of t- Today, I, I kind of stuck to the artist a lot. But a lot of times, I'll start off with some sort of guide like that. Like, this will be my featured artist. And then it'll meander down, you know, I'd end up following Ghostbusters or whatever down that path for a while. And come back to Stevie Wonder and then somebody else that played with him or, you know, it could have branched off into a whole Motown thing, other Motown artists. I never really know where it's going to go, but I usually have a little bit of a start. So this podcast is road tripping to America's best venues. Okay. And I would love to know so what... we shouldn't talk about venues at all. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Quite the opposite. I want to know sort of what are your top two or three venues that you just love to play in? Well, um, what do we have here? Geez, we have we a have little a studio caller. Let's uh, see who's on the line. On the line here. WBFY. Oh, I guess I got to answer it first, not <laughs> WBFY. Hello? This is the Belfast radio station. Oh, okay. I am calling because I'm actually a really old friend of John Fishman, and I just discovered that he's got a show on your station on Wednesday night. Oh, yeah? What's your name? Diana. Diana? Really? This is you? Holy smokes. How's your brother, Bill? How's Bill? The blast from the past continues before Fishman asks for her number so that he can call her later. All right, good to hear your voice. Okay. All right, bye. He's blown away by the kismet caller. I was just thinking of her like two days ago for really no good reason. You know what I mean? It was just a really weird kind of, I just was thinking of her and I was, I actually thought to myself like, God, I wonder why 
she popped in my head, and that is really bizarre that she called me at this radio station and I answered, you know, and this thing is happening. I sense there could be more to the story, so I reel Fishman back in. So well, venues, on to venues. On to venues. What okay. are some of your favorite venues to perform in and maybe some of your venues, favorite venues just to watch shows in? The best venues are the venues where we have the best gigs. Like if we play really well, that venue is f***ing awesome, right? It's not exactly the answer I was anticipating, but while roaming around the question, he naturally stumbles upon a few notable places. I mean, or the Fox Theater in Atlanta or the Fox Theater in St. Louis, you know, beautiful, amazing, ornate rooms from bygone days, you know, like Red Rocks and the Gorge are kind of these outdoor Alpine Valley. I like, um, and some, some, I remember like the outdoor sheds, um, there's this place, uh, Blossom in Ohio. That's just, it's like you're on the inside of an upside down ship. And we eventually end up on memory lane and head to a show in Miami, Florida. I remember like this one gig where I had it's fever and I really didn't think I was going to make it to the stage. And I, like, I had a bucket next to me on the stage for when we started and just in case, and it was like full of smoke. And, but I just remember that experience, you know, being, being really sick. We opened with Chalk Dust Tortures. I remember thinking, oh my God, this is a fast song and I'm not going to, but it all kind of worked out. And I kind of, over the course of the first set, it's like I sweated out the disease. I just remember loving that room and I can still picture the room and everything. And it was just this, you know, it was a black painted inside club. Then he took me to North Shore Surfers Club. I, it was in the Northwest somewhere. I can't remember if it was like in Oregon or Northern California. The one thing I, I don't know why, but we played It's Ice. And it was like this gig, it was this perfect gig. And we were playing, it was one of these out-of-body experiences where you kind of like can do no wrong. We got to this little middle section of It's Ice and I screwed it up. And I still remember being really pissed off about that. But I remember that gig being such a great gig and that room just smelled like piss and beer and it was this little wooden shanty that probably has fallen in by now, you know? The place was just a wreck, and it might have been the smallest room we ever played in, other than like Kenny's Castaway in New York or something like that. But, you know, really little room, you know, low ceiling, moisture, just everything was moist. It was like a moldy wooden structure, you know. And, but I, you know, I just remember that was one of my favorite favorite venues. Then the other end of the spectrum, Madison Square Garden. I guess maybe the garden. Maybe the garden is the only place where I kind of go, yeah, here we go. We're going back to the garden. You know, I don't know. Maybe there is a little, I got to say, there is a little bit of that with the garden now. You know, when the crowd gets really uh, worked up, they start stomping the floor. I actually get more height. I can actually get, uh, I can actually time it and get more height out of my jumps because the floor moves. And we were playing the song Axilla, which just goes, and it's just this four on the floor, you know, boom, boom, boom. And it's a kind of thing. It's like a little bit of a headbanger tune. And I think people in the room kind of got, you know, all in the same beat and I felt it. And that 
the whole state, my whole drum set and everything under us just started going woof, woof, like this, you know, undulating. And that was really cool. And I thought, all right, you know, this is, this is amazing. Fish has a special affinity with Maine. One of their first shows outside of Burlington was at the College of the Atlantic in Bar Harbor. And not once, but three times Fish played in a small town in northern Maine called Limestone. One of the most talked about sets was the Tower Jam at the IT Festival in 2003. They surprised fans by playing on top of a decommissioned air control tower. The set is ambient and psychedelic, and it was complete with acrobatic silk dancers. Listening to it, it's spacey, darkly pretty, and altogether symbolic of the band and their trajectory into a new stratosphere of performance art. You have a long history with Maine, like coming to Limestone back in the day. Yeah, well, I mean, if my favorite venue in Maine is definitely the Loring Air Force Base. I mean, that getting to play on that air control tower was awesome. I mean, that was so fun, and that'll never happen again, you know. I segue into a core value of the band. You've traveled quite a bit. I've traveled a lot. I think it's safe to say that you've yeah. put some miles I've on the old. I've definitely put some miles. Trey pulled up the our tour schedule for 94 one time just to show it to me. And I couldn't believe some of the Like it was, you know, like we played in, you know, Atlanta, Georgia. And then the next night, you know, two nights later, we're in North, Northampton or something. And I'm like, what? how did that, how did we even do that? You know? And I mean, and I know that like, I can remember, okay. So I remember I did, I drove straight from Minneapolis to Seattle once. I think that was the longest one. That was like nine tanks of gas. I used to go buy tanks. I why my bandmates let me drive that much is like, you know, they were, I mean, I don't re- I think I was a pretty safe driver for the most part. They they didn't feel they were taking their life in their hands. The other one that was really long was Atlanta to Burlington. I did that straight. And when we got out at the other end, Trey's dog, Marley, who used to travel with us, she jumped out and was immediately hit point blank by a skunk. And though I wanted to sleep very badly, I had to help my friend Trey get the skunk smell off of his dog. The two of us were standing there pouring tomato juice over her in the shower, getting all wet, and I was delirious. That was our. That was that was a good drive too. That was your cherry uh, on the road drive. trip cake. <laughs> and with any good road trip, silence is part of the experience. There were a lot of, you know, comfortably silent hours and hours and hours driving, you know, on the road. I just love the concept how you guys are just this huge mega band, and just to think that you all can be silent together is pretty special. I think just the essence of silence on a road trip is sound and in itself. Well, you learn that a lot in music, though, too. You know, like play really slow and really sparsely and like and still have people on the edge of their seat, like a, a real slow ballad. Fish has been around since 1983 and their tank is still on full. Tour dates are constantly refreshing and there's no telling how many miles they've covered. But one thing is for sure, 
Fishman's love for being a DJ extends way back to the early days. So you were the DJ. Well, I, I was really. It was like we had four or five cassettes laying around in the van, and somebody else, somebody in. would pop in. You know, whatever the next thing was. But we we listened to these these albums. But it was interesting then too. It was tape decks. You know, you didn't have CD players and all that stuff. So, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago. But you know, we would wear. We listened to like the best of Patsy Cline endlessly. Um, uh, we listened to. Uh, Superfly. It's clear that Fishman is well versed in music, but when it comes to Maine's live music scene, it's new territory. Well, I'm just discovering Maine's live music scene. Uh, I I think there's some pretty great bands. Uh, the the two bands that really stick out for me there was this when Bernie Sanders was running for office. I I uh, I, I did this one day where I sat in with like. 10, 12 bands in 12 hours or something from from Portland to Fort Kent. It was like this incredible marathon of sitting in with bands. It was like one or two songs. And uh, that was I met the Mallet brothers doing that, sat with them. They, they really impressed me. It's one of the things I liked about the band was the storytelling. And it's one of the things I liked about the Mallet brothers a lot too. And the ghosts of Paul Revere were the ones that, you know, I kind of went, oh, well, those guys are pretty cool. That they're really main, you know, lore. And I really started getting into that. Stand fast. Ye are the boys of Maine. I didn't know anything about any of these bands at first. And the other band is this band Sea People, Sea Peoples from, I think they're from Portland. Um, they were great. Fishman has sat in a couple of times with the Mallet Brothers Band here in Belfast at the All Roads Music Festival. One year, they played at an old VFW hall. I can't wait to take you to this festival in the next episode. I really like being in the VFW hall. And, that, you know, I like, I guess if I really had to talk about favorite venue, I, I think I do still prefer... Like as much as I love Madison Square Garden and the big stages and all that, it's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But, and the festivals and everything, I really do kind of like the little rooms. I do, like, I, I like going in little clubs or, and like that VFW Hall thing, you know, that is as fun a place to play as any place, really. But in some ways, kind of more fun because it's just, you're you're not likely to be there again or maybe very often. And why should people visit Belfast, Maine? I don't know, man. It's a pretty cool little spot. I mean, it's 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 fairly all it's all fairly new to me still. I mean, I wasn't here before MBNA came up or before it was not a chicken farming town. You know, I get up here and people go, Oh, you used to be just a big chicken farming town and it's a nice little beautiful setting now. I guess they cleaned up all the chicken farming stuff and 
there's like good restaurants and culture and kind of cool things starting to happen here and it's it's hard to describe you know you'd have to come and spend time in a town for, for a little while but I think there's some good creative people here trying to do some cool things and I like being part of it in this little radio station you know coming in here and just and screwing up and you know it's all part of the fun we are well past the witching hour when our conversation comes to an open-ended close thank you so much yeah you're welcome I hope that was off topic enough. <laughs> well, I know where to find you if I have any other follow-up questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I walk out of the studio, I immediately regret not asking why he dons a dress when drumming. Damn it. I definitely am coming back for that one. The errant path to venues continues. In Belfast Part 2, we hang out with Meg Charette the director of All Roads Music Festival, who talks about pairing buildings with bands and the story behind orchestrating Fishman's sit-in with the Mallet Brothers Band. And then he got back to me like a week later. He's like, you're good to announce Fishman whenever you want. And I'm like, what? Subscribe, rate, and review ConcertCast on your podcast app of choice. Type in ConcertCast.live for a music-centric itinerary and to learn how you can be part of the show. And find us on Spotify to download a main music playlist. This has been a Good To Go Studios production created by Kyle Lamont and made in Ellsworth, Maine. Our resident mastermind is Mark Tuckashan. And special thanks John Fishman, Eric Klausmeyer, and WBFY Belfast Radio, the Mallet Brothers Band for their live recording, Ghost of Paul Revere for their song Ballad of the 20th Maine, Sea Peoples for their song The Other Side, Maven Leather, Pepper Little, Abby Rock Jessamine, Corey Chandler, Amy Charlie, Keely Rose, Caro Romano, and Tanner Campbell. And thank you for listening. <laughs>